The Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company's audio drama series presents a collection of winter poetry, curated and directed by Gina Stanton. For past episodes, upcoming events, and other information, make sure to visit our website at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. That's theater with an R-E. Without further ado, we give you winter poetry. Winter by Walter de la Mare. Green mistletoe, oh, I remember now. A dell of snow, frost on the bough, none there but I. Snow, snow, and a wintry sky. None there but I, and footprints one by one, zigzaggedly where I had run, where shrill and powdery a robin sat in the tree. And he whistled sweet, and I in the crusted snow, with snow-clubbed feet jigged to and fro, till from the day the rose-light ebbed away. And the robin flew into the air, the air the white mist threw, and small and rare the night frost fell in the calm and misty dell. And the dusk gathered low, and the silver moon and stars on the frozen snow drew taper bars, kindled winking fires in the hooded briars. And the sprawling bear growled deep in the sky, and Orion's hair streamed sparkling by. But the north side low, Snow, snow, more snow. Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse here. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. The Fairy in Winter by Walter de la Mare There was a fairy, flake of winter, who, when the snow came, whispering, silence, sister crystal to crystal sighing, making of meadow argent palace, night a star-sown solitude, cried neath her frozen eaves, I burn here, wings diaphanous beating bee-like wand within fingers, Locks and spangled, icicle foot lip sharp as scarlet. She lifted her eyes in her pitch black hollow, green as stalks of weeds in water, breathed, stirred, thrilled from her heart the ichor, coursing, flamed and awoke from her slumbering magic. Softlier than moths, her pinions trembled. Out into blackness, light like she flittered, leaving her hollow cold forsaken. In air or crystal rang twangling night wind, bare, rhymed pine woods murmured lament. The Cremation of San Legee by Robert Service There are strange things done in the midnight sun by the men who moil for gold. The Arctic trails have their secret tales that would make your blood run cold. The northern lights have seen queer sights, but the queerest they ever did see 
was that night on the marge of Lake LaBarge. I cremated Sam McGee. Now, Sam McGee was from Tennessee, where the cotton blooms and blows. Why he left his home in the south to roam round the pole, God only knows. He was always cold, but the land of gold seemed to hold him like a spell. Though he'd often say, in his homely way, that he'd sooner live in hell. On a Christmas day, we were mushing our way over the Dawson Trail. Talk of your cold. Through the parka's fold, it stabbed like a driven nail. If our eyes we'd close, then the lashes froze till sometimes we couldn't see. It wasn't much fun, but the only one to whimper was Sam McGee. And that very night, as we lay packed tight in our robes beneath the snow, and the dogs were fed, and the stars o'erhead were dancing heel and toe, he turned to me, and, Cap, says he, I'll cash in this trip, I guess. And if I do, I'm asking that you won't refuse my last request. Well, he seemed so low that I couldn't say no. Then he says with a sort of moan, It's the cursed cold, and it's got right hold till I'm chilled clean through the bone. Yet taint being dead, it's my awful dread of the icy grave that pains. So I want you to swear that, foul or fair, you'll cremate my last remains. A pal's last need is a thing to heed, so I swore I would not fail. And we started on at the streak of dawn, but God, he looked ghastly pale. He crouched on the sleigh, and he raved all day of his home in Tennessee. And before nightfall, a corpse was all that was left of Sam McGee. There wasn't a breath in that land of death, and I hurried, horror-driven, with a corpse half-hid that I couldn't get rid because of a promise given. It was lashed to the sleigh, and it seemed to say, You may tax your brawn and brains. But you promised true, and it's up to you to cremate those last remains. Now, a promise made is a debt unpaid, and the trail has its own stern code. In the days to come, though my lips were dumb, in my heart how I cursed that load. In the long, long night, by the lone firelight, while the huskies round in a ring, howled out their woes to the homeless snows. Oh, God, how I loathed that thing. And every day, that quiet clay seemed to heavy and heavier grow. And on I went, though the dogs were spent and the grub was getting low. The trail was bad and I felt half mad, but I swore I would not give in. And I'd often sing to the hateful thing, and it hearkened with a grin. Till I came to the marge of Lake LaBarge, and a derelict there lay. It was jammed in the ice, but I saw in a trice it was called the Alice May. And I looked at it, and I thought a bit, and I looked at my frozen chum. Then, here, said I, with a sudden cry, is my crematorium. Some planks I tore from the cabin floor, and I lit the boiler fire. Some coal I found that was lying around, and I heaped the fuel higher. The flames just soared, and the furnace roared, such a blaze you seldom see. And I burrowed a hole in the glowing coal, and I stuffed in Sam McGee. Then I made a hike, for I didn't like to hear him sizzle so. 
and the heavens scowled, and the huskies howled, and the wind began to blow. It was icy cold, but the hot sweat rolled down my cheeks, and I don't know why. And the greasy smoke in an inky cloak went streaking down the sky. I do not know how long in the snow I wrestled with grisly fear, but the stars came out and they danced about ere again I ventured near. I was sick with dread, but I bravely said, I'll just take a peep inside. I guess he's cooked, and it's time I looked. Then the door I opened wide. And there sat Sam, looking cool and calm in the heart of the furnace roar. And he wore a smile you could see a mile. And he said, Please close the door. It's fine in here, but I greatly fear you'll let in the cold and storm. Since I left Plumtree down in Tennessee, it's the first time I've been warm. There are strange things done in the midnight sun by the men who moil for gold. The Arctic trails have their secret tales that would make your blood run cold. The northern lights have seen queer sights, but the queerest they ever did see was that night on the marge of Lake LaBarge. I cremated Sam McGee. A Winter's Tale by D.H. Lawrence Yesterday the fields were only gray with scattered snow, and now the longest grass leaves hardly emerge. Yet her deep footsteps mark the snow, and go on towards the pines at the hill's white verge. I cannot see her, since the mist's white scarf obscures the dark wood and the dull orange sky. But she's waiting, I know, impatient and cold, half sobs struggling into her frosty sigh. Why does she come so promptly, when she must know that she's only the nearer to the inevitable farewell? The hill is steep, on the snow my steps are slow. Why does she come when she knows what I have to tell? The Darkling Thrush by Thomas Hardy I leant upon a coppice gate when frost was specter gray, and winter's dregs made desolate the weakening eye of day. The tangled bind stems scored the sky like strings of broken lyres, and all mankind that haunted nigh had sought their household fires. The land's sharp features seemed to me the century's corpse outlent, its crypt, the cloudy canopy, the wind, its death lament. The ancient pulse of germ and birth was shrunken hard and dry, and every spirit upon earth seemed fervorless as I. At once a voice arose among the bleak twigs overhead, in a full-hearted evensong of joy illimited. An aged thrush, frail, gaunt, and small, with blast-be-ruffled plume, had chosen thus to fling his soul upon the growing gloom. So little cause for carolings of such ecstatic sound was written on terrestrial things, afar or nigh around, that I could think there trembled through his happy good-night air, some blessed hope whereof he knew, and I was unaware. Winter's Tale 
Winter by Louisa May Alcott Stormy winters come at last with snow and rain and bitter blast. Ponds and brooks are frozen o'er. We cannot sail there anymore. The little birds are flown away to warmer climes than ours. They'll come no more till gentle May calls them back with flowers. Oh, then the darling birds will sing from their neat nests in the trees. All creatures wake to welcome spring and flowers dance in the breeze. With patience wait till winter's o'er and all lovely things return. Of every season try the more some knowledge or virtue to learn. PTAC's audio drama series is a production by the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company. This week's episode, Winter Poetry, includes poetry by Robert Frost, Walter de la Mer, Robert Service, Thomas Hardy, Louisa May Alcott, and D.H. Lawrence, and was curated, directed, and edited by Gina Stanton. This episode features the vocal talents of Ken Shelby, Amanda Booth, Sam Steer, John Isabella III, Jenna Isabella, Phil Pinot, and Gina Stanton. Original PTAC music by Brian Sanishin. For a full list of credits, visit us at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. That's theater with an R-E. While you're there, please consider clicking the donate link. That would be delightful. Have comments or questions? Email us at phoenixtheaterartsco at gmail.com or find us on social media. A very special thank you to our Patreon subscribers with a shout out to those sitting in the box seats Ken Shelby, and on-stage seating, Margaret Thurston. We couldn't do this without you. Join us next week for The Princess of the Tower.